are you stupid enough to be a lawyer? Mm, not sure that's possible, but we're going to talk about it. Hershey's has gone full woke, and they're headed towards full broke. And believe it or not, Peter Pan ain't far behind. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Saturday. Yeah, it's a Saturday. We are live on Facebook, twitch.tv, YouTube, and our favorite spot on the planet, rumble.com. Thank you for all those of you who have uh, watched us over there. We get lots of views, more on Rumble than any other platform, and thank you. We love you for that. If you wouldn't mind just taking a moment, it's free, it's easy. You just click that follow button, and you're good to go. Thank you so much, uh, rumble.com. Love it, love it, love it. All right, so we got all that coming up. And, of course, we always start off our show bringing you up to date on our favorite little lady. That is our three-year-old Shiba Inu baby known as Miko. Miko and the Miko update. And that's her. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This was this afternoon. She was laying down on the floor in the living room. And I pushed the ball over to her. And she wasn't interested. And then I pushed her little toy chicken nugget over there. She couldn't care less. We've got a new sock to go with her shirt that's becoming her second favorite thing. Her shirt, her dinosaur. I mean, there was thousands of more toys I could have pushed over, but she couldn't possibly care less. And she just laid there on her belly and that was it. She was done. <laughs> so that is uh, that is what she got up to today. And in our never-ending tribute and wish for luck to Michelle Yo, Dr. Michelle, or is it Tansri now? I don't know. Anyway, as you know, if you don't, you'll know now. Michelle Yo from Malaysia has been nominated for Best Actress for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And uh, it's just an amazing accomplishment. Michelle is was brilliant in the film. If you haven't seen it yet, please do check it out. It's worth the time. It is a ride. That's the best way I can describe it. It's a ride. But anyway, these you see the here where let me see right here on my chair. I got a googly eye right here on my chair. That's Miko with her googly eye. I actually ordered googly eyes, and uh, and and I've got I got tons of them. So I could I could just wear one like in the movie. But if you want a googly eye, just write me and I'll send you one. <laughs> Because uh, I got a whole bag. I only needed one or two, and they wound up sending me a whole bag of googly eyes. So now I got I got Michelle Yo, everything and everywhere all at once, googly eyes. You want one? Got it for you. All right, so our Miko update <laughs> is brought to you by the good folks at a Bark a Box. BarkBox.com is a monthly subscription service you get for your dog. Every month you get a shipped right to your door. You get a box full of amazing treats and goodies and toys that your dog will love. Satisfaction, 100% guaranteed. You're ever not happy with something. You get a hold of customer service. They make it right. You get two toys, two treats, two bags of treats, and a dog chew. Every month, 
Every month is a new theme. And if you use our special link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, you will get a free month when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. BarkBox.com, there's what you get right over there. Matter of fact, you know what? We can take a look. Let's do this live. BarkBox monthly themes. Their latest is Coral Ruff. <laughs> Deep dive into playtime. Look at that. Look how adorable. The little fish, the starfish. and here's, This is an example of what you get. You get it? And... Uh, Here's some of the past ones, Season Sweetings, uh, Booprite Firmacy. <laughs> this is great. Look at these toys. This is what you, SpongeBob SquarePants. Cool. Wow. That's cool. All right. So, you know, this is what I'm talking about. This is BarkBox.com. Slash Miko, you get that free offer to get a, a month. And there you go. BarkBox.com. Wow. That's a limited edition SpongeBob. Double your first box special offer. Whoa, even more reason to go to BarkBox.com slash Miko. Check it out. Very nice. All right, thank you, BarkBox.com, for sponsoring our Miko update. All right, now look, before we get into all the crap that I got to talk about tonight, and there's a lot, I just want you to let, I want to let you know, even though people call me a boomer and I say, yes, I am 100% guaranteed love being called. I am a boomer and damn proud of it. I want you to know I'm not a total boomer. I know right now, as we speak going on right here in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur, Bukit Jalil, if I'm not mistaken, check it out. It's black pink. Yes. No, I'm not a fan. I couldn't care less. I'm sorry. I know you're going to hate me, but... Black, pink, what? Eh, who cares? Anyway, they are there. They're going, cr look at this. Look at this crowd. This is from my Twitter feed. I just uh, put in the hashtag Black, pink in, in Kuala Lumpur. And there's some of the video footage that people have posted. This is amazing. Take a look. Yeah, there's, uh, man, what a great setup though, huh? Absolutely fantastic. More video. Wow, somebody had a good seat. Look at that. They're right like in the front rows. Dang. And there's one more here that shows, yeah, look at that. Look at this overview. Holy crap. Wow. Amazing. Like I said, you know what? If you're a fan, more power to you. Good on you. But I'm not. I couldn't care less. But that is insane. That is insane. All right. Well, speaking of insane, in a rather strange attempt to connect two things together that aren't connected. <sighs> Are you stupid enough to be a lawyer? Serious. Check this out. It's from Fox News. Links in our show notes if you want to read the whole article. Delaware lowers the passing score on the bar exam to try and push for raci uh, racial diversity. It's not supposed to be a barrier. Okay, so let me get this right. Wait, I don't want this sound. Turn that off. Oh, yeah, I don't think you can hear that anyway, but we don't need cops, okay? All right. You get arrested for a crime, let's say some serious crime, and you need to hire a lawyer. Would you want to have the lawyer that is uh, the best qualified lawyer? who's well-educated, who's smart, who knows the law? 
or one who passed their bar exam because they lowered the grade passing grade level so they could be racially diverse. Which would you rather have defending you? Mm. Chief Justice Collins J. Seitz Jr. said changes reflect the modernization of the input process. They have, the Supreme Court in Delaware has lowered the passing score on the state's bar exams and other changes. That's not the only thing they've done. Reportedly intended to increase racial diversity among the state's lawyers. Not to get better lawyers, not to get smarter lawyers, not to get the best. You know, it's like if you're going to go in for a surgery. Wouldn't you like a surgeon who has been highly educated, is very experienced, has been trained? Or would you like the guy who got to be a surgeon just because it was the racially diverse thing to do? 200 multiple choice exam offered twice a year now instead of once a year beginning in 2024. And the passing score lowered from 145 to 143. The number of essays on the exam decreased from eight to four, cut in half. And the number of essay topics will be reduced from 14 to 10. The clerkship requirement also being uh, lowered. It used to be 21 weeks. It will now be 12, practically cut in half. And the mandatory list of 25 legal proceedings that potential lawyers must attend has now been shortened to 18 out of 30 possible items. This is insane. The late application fee for law school graduates and attorneys admitted in other states has been decreased. In the court's announcement of the changes, this Chief Justice moron pushed back against any assertion they reflect a lowering of standards. What else is it if it's not a lowering of standards? You basically made it easier to pass. You don't have to be as smart. You have lowered the standards. That's kind of what the definition is of lowering standards, moron. He referred to them as a modernization of the admission process aimed at aligning with the standards in other states. You're an idiot. Unbelievable this crap continues to happen. And that's not the only one. No, not just Delaware. It gets better. This from the post-millennial. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let me just get rid of all the ads first and pop over here. Columbia University. Columbia has abandoned their standard tests for admission. Columbia. They've opted for a, in quotations, holistic and contextual application review process. On when, just Wednesday, a few days ago, their undergraduate admissions said taking the standardized ACT and SAT tests were no longer required for admission to this Ivy League school. If you don't know, Columbia is in New York. It's Ivy League. This is the big time. You go to Columbia, whoa. Well, you don't have to take the ACT or the SATs anymore. 
According to the New York Post, the college announced the change and said, this is a quote, that means for the liberals listening, they actually said this, our review is purposeful and nuanced, respecting varied backgrounds, voices, and experiences in order to best determine an applicant's suitability for admission and ability to thrive in our curriculum and our community and to advance access to our educational opportunities. They first dropped the need for applicants to have ACT and SAT scores during the COVID pandemic. Student newspaper, the Columbia Spectator, reported the school had extended the COVID policy, even though COVID is over, well and done and dusted, through 2024, and their choice was rooted in the belief that the students are dynamic, multifaceted individuals who cannot be defined by any single factor. Forgoing the tests and opting for a more holistic approach in their review process. Basically, just like the previous story, dumbing everything down so you don't have to be a smart whiz kid who does well in high school and on your SATs to get into Columbia, for God's sakes. This isn't the, you know, University of Southern North Dakota at Hoople Community College. This is Columbia that used to be one of the standards, Ivy League schools, the Yales. When is it when is it going to stop? Uh is that Oswan? Oswan Shamshir. Hey, thank you very much for the like. Appreciate it. Be sure you follow. Uh cool beans. Thank you so much for that. Shared your stream. Thank you. We love you. Round of applause there for Ozavon. Nice. Thanks, mate. All right. Uh, we got more coming up here. But uh, before, oh, what happened to my post-millennial story? Malaysia. I have no idea what that said, but you also like the stream. Thank you. It's so tiny, I can't read it when it pops up over here. <laughs> Anyway, all right, we're going to tell you about the good folks at uh, Brickhouse Nutrition because they're one of our sponsors and they do a fantastic job of uh, taking care of all your fruits and vegetables needs. Now, you know, I told you this last time how I have done it and you know you do it. You decide you're going to eat healthy. You go out, you buy a bunch of fruits and vegetables. You bring them home. You stick them on top of the fridge or in the crisper drawer in your refrigerator and they go off before you ever get a chance to eat them. Well, confession time. I actually stopped after dinner tonight at one of these fresh fruit places. And I got some honeydew melon. I got some chiku. I got, it's a Malaysian fruit if you're not from Malaysia. Uh, I got some, what else did I get? I got an Asian pear, really nice, big, I love Asian pears. And I'm, I'm making a pledge. I'm going to eat them all before they go off. I'll let you know Monday if it worked or not, because you know what always happens. You buy stuff, you're going to, you got to cook it, you have to prepare it, and it just doesn't happen. Well, this is a way to solve your problem. The link is in our show notes. It's right at the top of our show notes. Notes are one of our sponsors, and that is Brickhouse Nutrition. 
Among Brickout Nutrition's amazing product is this one called Field of Greens. It is 100% USDA organic food. This is not supplements. This is not chemicals. This is, in fact, if you look on the back of the package, the ingredients, it's food. It doesn't say supplement facts. These are nutrition facts because this is 100% super pure organic food, not extracts. Ground up into a great tasting powder, comes in a bunch of cool flavors. You just take a scoop, you put it in your green tea, your orange juice, whatever, and you drink it down. You got all your fruits and vegetables all in a great tasting powder that you mix in with your drink and you're good to go. And it's easy and it doesn't go off in your fridge or on top of it like a banana, a big bunch of bananas that turn brown in, you know, however many days and you're done. This is amazing stuff, folks. And if you use our link, it's the top link in our show notes, you will get a very special offer from the good folks at Brickhouse Nutrition. So do check it out. Go over there, check out the site anyway. If you make a purchase or not, that's on you. That's up to you entirely. But use our link, you'll get a special deal. And uh, Brickhouse Nutrition, thanks so much for uh, coming on to help sponsor the show. We really do appreciate it. All right. Uh, let me see. We got more, a little more stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, what happened to, oh, you know what? I made a mistake in our, uh, I made a mistake in our show notes tonight. Um, for some reason, there was supposed to be a thing about Hershey's going woke. And, uh, for some reason it didn't happen. I don't know why. But uh, we were going to cover the story. Um, and I guess actually we can because Boycott Hershey's has become a hashtag which has gone crazy. Boycott Hershey's trends after chocolate maker uses a biological male to celebrate International Women's Day. There is this moron in this ad. Okay, look, Hershey, I'll give you this. Kudos for the play on the name Hershey, as in Hershey's. Kudos for that. But your campaign is stupid. Nobody cares. You're a freaking chocolate company. Sell chocolate and stay the hell out of this whole pronoun crap, baloney, transgender. Sell some chocolate for God's sakes. Now, don't get me wrong, Hershey's, it's my standard for chocolate. If there is a chocolate, it's Hershey's. In honor of International Women's Day, Hershey's Canada's launched five limited edition Her for She chocolate bars, supposed to be featuring young, inspirational Canadian women who are building a positive future. But the company is facing backlash after deciding to include in their lineup a biological male. Faye Johnstone, trans-identified male who's spoken publicly about wanting women with differing political views to be so vilified they don't dare speak, announced the exciting news on Twitter Wednesday, not long after the hashtag Boycott Hershey's started trending as women all over the world expressed their resent. These are women, real women, biological women, not the fake ones expressed their resentment about yet another biological male 
being honored on a day that is supposed to be celebrating women, as in real women, women who were born that way, not men who suddenly decided, I think I want to be a woman today. So, Hershey's, good luck with that. <laughs> and not to be outdone, guess who's right back in the thing, uh, thick of it again? They never stop. They haven't learned. They already got slapped on the butt more than once. And now it's happening again. Stories in our show notes. This from Blaze Media. Disney. Disney's latest wokeness is that Peter Pan's Lost Boys are also girls. Ignoring the plot line in the original Peter Pan story, if they'd actually maybe, re- oh, I don't know, read the book. Because in the book, in the plot line of Peter Pan is the fact, the reason why it is only Lost Boys and not Lost Boys and Girls because girls were too smart to get lost. Here's some pictures from the film, and who cares, because I'm certainly not going to watch it. A new version of Disney's Peter Pan called Peter Pan and Wendy, catching the eye of critics everywhere for featuring multiple female characters in the traditionally all-male group of misfits called The Lost Boys. They portray a group of scraggly young preteen boys stuck in time in Neverland where they do not age. And uh, for some reason, there we go. It takes just 24 seconds in the film's trailer to address the addition. The group of children gathering to introduce themselves as the Lost Boys with a little girl adding, every last one of us. Wendy surprised responds, but you're not all boys only to have a second offended girl respond with, So? Hmm. Well, it goes on in the original 1904 Peter Pan play. The playwright explains who the group of boys are and why there are no girls. There are, they are described as boys who fall out of their prams when the nurse is looking the other way. A pram is like a baby carriage. If they're not claimed in seven days, they're sent away to Neverland. However, in adding female characters to the group, Disney goes against the original explanation for the lack of femininity, which is that there are no lost girls, because girls, you know, are much too clever to fall out of their prams, according to Peter Pan. But according to Disney, they just want to keep going woke, And hopefully they're just going to keep going broke. I'm telling you. Our show notes tonight are a little screwed up, so you may have to dig your way through to find some of these articles we're talking about. But they are there. They're all there. I know there's a double one, but yeah. Okay, so this one might get me kicked off YouTube, but I couldn't actually give a rat's ass less. Uh, Whatever. Do what you want. Do your best. YouTube's CEO... And I can't believe this is YouTube CEO, says it's developing AI features with thoughtful guardrails. Look at this moron. This is the CEO of YouTube. Could you maybe shave and, I don't know, 
put on a better outfit instead of some, uh, you know, whatever, the typical. In an annual letter, YouTube's new CEO, Neil Mohan, highlighted the video sharing platform's priorities for the year 2023. That's now. Among those priorities, exploring the opportunities that generative artificial intelligence can provide when setting guidelines for its use. A quote from this dipwad, the power of AI just beginning to emerge in ways that will reinvent video and make the seemingly impossible possible, adding the platform would take time to come up with thoughtful guardrails. That means limiting your free speech for the use of AI features. Stay tuned as we roll out tools for creators as well as the protections to embrace the technology responsibly. You know what that means. More censorship. I am live right now on Rumble.com and... Rumble.com is a free speech platform that, of course, you can't say things against the law that incite violence, usual crap. But you can say what's on your mind. You can have a different opinion from the normal, and no one is going to stop you. And Rumble.com is perhaps the best video platform. Look, it's not just a bunch of conservative whack jobs like me spouting all this crap off 24 hours a day. Rumble.com has gaming funny animal videos, sports, all kinds of stuff, great live programming. If, you, if you've not checked out Rumble, I don't know what you're waiting for. You, you don't know what you're missing. It is the free speech alternative to YouTube. And more crap like this from idiot CEOs like that are just gonna, yeah. So you want to ban me? Ban me. Don't care. I'm more than happy to just sit and live over on rumble.com. Make no difference to me. Ah, uh, yeah. <sighs> okay. We got... Oh, yeah, we do, don't we? Let's... Uh... <laughs> oh, man, so much stuff going on tonight. All right, let's get to another one of our sponsors, and that would be Skillshare. Skillshare is an online website in which you can learn and you can teach. Not kidding. Check this out. Always more inspiration to discover at Skillshare, an online platform that no matter what your skill level, you will find so much to learn in a huge range, over 30,000 different classes or series of classes that you can sign up for. And they add more and more and more every single day. Just look, I, I did this live getting going to the website just so you can see. The link, by the way, is in our show notes. And if you use our link, you get a very special offer for free. So check it out. Graphic design, illustration, photography, video, animation, crafts, fine arts, lifestyle, productivity, freelancing. All of these are categories of classes. And in these subcategories are more and more classes, thousands of them, just with one membership with Skillshare. Now, Here's another deal for you. You want to learn? Great. That's this place, Skillshare.com. you got to check it out. But if you are looking to teach, you want to make, maybe you already have an online class course and you'd like to share it, head over to Skillshare and sign up because you can put together your own classes, make a little side income, 
And uh, yeah, it's whatever it is, teach, learn. It's there for you. It is fantastic. It's such a cool resource. And uh, you got to check it out. The link is in our show notes towards the top. You'll see it there for Skillshare. And uh, if you use that link, you'll get a very, very special offer. Thank you, Skillshare, for uh, for helping out with uh, with the show. All right. This is a uh, an article from the Los Angeles Times. And I have to tell you, I'm not sure I like this or not. We have Miko, of course. She is like our daughter. She is the love of our lives. We'd do anything for her, protect her with our lives. Some people, especially I've noticed here in Malaysia, but it's worldwide, keep dogs that are not really pets. They're like a living alarm system. And that's pretty much the only reason they own them. (sighs) A dog has so much love to give. A dog will love you unquestionably. And yet, some people own dogs, and they're just stuck in a cage outside, throwing some food once in a while. They probably sit and lay in their own poop and urine. And they're just basically alarm systems. Well, you know what? Spend the money and buy an alarm system. Check this article out. Like I said, I'm not sure how to... Anyway, the absurdity of this is it's a $150,000 executive protection dog. And the rich L.A. homeowners are snapping them up. Take a look at that. Wow. Unbelievable. Before Artyom Bulgadarian bought his Sherman Oaks home, it belonged to baseball star Yasil Puig, who was burglarized of $170,000 worth of jewelry and other items when he was out of town. So, he's been vigilant about security since moving in, especially with three young kids, job running an aerospace manufacturing company that often necessitates late nights at the office. He owns several guns. He's equipped his nearly 5,000-square-foot home, six-bedroom, Set behind an iron gate with surveillance cameras and alarm system, a neighborhood watch group protects the and patrols around the clock, and then there's Rocky. Nothing gives this guy peace of mind like his two-and-a-half-year-old German shepherd. This shepherd was bred, selected, and trained to be a high-performance protection dog. Unlike police, military, canine, that's not what this is. A protection dog is a... Now, this is why I'm kind of cool with this. It's a family pet first and foremost. But it has been trained and it is prepared to attack anybody who comes onto your property intent on doing you or your family harm. If necessary, while guarding a home or when out in public with its owner. Not cheap either. Seventy thousand dollars as a base price for some of these top-of-the-line dogs and some are even more expensive this is insane and rich homeowners are snapping them up left and right uh i like i said i'm not i i think and you know dogs were meant to be pets they're meant to be part of your family So in this case where this dog actually has been trained to be a pet first and foremost and then to protect you in addition to that, 
I guess I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, just a couple more to go before we get to our book. So uh, let's uh, move it on up here. Google. <laughs> Google. You know, like this. Google Eye. Hi, Michelle. That's my tribute to Michelle Yeoh and my wish luck for her. 12th of March, by the way, is the Academy Awards. I'm not watching them. I don't give a crap. They've gone woke. I don't watch that junk anymore. The Emmys, the Grammys, uh, the Golden Globes, the Academy Awards, they're all just woke crap now. So, who you know, their audience has gone down to like nothing. Having said that, it is still an enormous honor to win an Academy Award. The ceremony, televised ceremony itself, is just bullcrap. But the fact that you are getting an Academy Award, that's a different story. And so to our dear Malaysians, Michelle Yeoh, all the best and congratulations and all the best of luck on the 12th of March for your Best Actress nominee. Anyway, here we go for Google. Yeah. <laughs> Google tried to discredit a study which shows Google News left-wing bias. Yep. Google News heavily skewed in favor of left-leaning media outlets. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Just put anything in a Google search bar that's conservative. You'll be amazed at the results you get. Don't use Google if you can. Even DuckDuckGo is uh, it's not really that much better. I, it used to be, but then they've, they've changed and gone woke. Both in the news articles featured on its homepage and in search results for specific topic, topics, in, in the five days leading up to the 2022 midterm elections, according to an all-sides study, Google criticized as deeply flawed. <clears throat> yeah, all-sides did the study. Google said deeply flawed. Why? Because it found fault with Google. Imbalanced or heavily biased news search results can have a negative impact on our democracy, our elections, obviously including hiding stories like the Hunter Biden laptop, which was real, obviously. Julie Mastrine, the director of marketing and media bias ratings at All Sides, told the Daily Signal in a statement Tuesday, when people cannot access the full range of views on political and societal issues, they are subject to partisan manipulation and cannot truly decide for themselves, which is why platforms like Rumble are becoming so hugely popular in the face of the censorship that goes on on YouTube and Facebook and all the other suck-ass platforms out there that are doing their best to control the narrative. Rumble.com, folks, please get yourself to Rumble. I cannot tell you how important it is, and I Cannot tell you how much news you don't know that's going on that is, uh, <laughs> that's never seen by people because they're not allowing you to see it. By the way, Tucker just announced uh, earlier today that uh, they would be reviewing and uh, putting out some of the January 6th tapes they've been allowed access to uh, starting next week. So we definitely look forward to that. Sorry, coffee break time. Give me a second. Mm. Oh, and by the way, I hardly ever beg, so I'm going to beg one more time. We are a podcast, by the way. You can listen to the audio part of this show 
on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all the platforms. Just look up The Jay Sheldon Show, click follow or subscribe. You're good to go. And on Rumble especially, right down here, there's a button that says follow. If you wouldn't mind, take two seconds, not even one second. Over there, click follow, done. It's just that easy. Thank you. All right, one piece of, well, (laughs) I want to say it's good news, but it's kind of freaky news. But we always like to end with something kind of a little up, upbeat. And no, a couple of big butts in jeans is not a, a, our upbeat story. It is the fact that, believe it or not, these are not normal jeans. These are airbag jeans. Not kidding. Motorcyclists can now be... This is actually the coolest idea. Why nobody's come up with it before this, I don't know. Motorcyclists can now be safe thanks to airbag jeans. They inflate before impact to protect you during accidents. They look, here's, look like a normal jean, but when you are about to get into an accident, they inflate. Look at this. See that? The thighs, the butt, all all with like airbags inside. Motorcyclists can soon be safer thanks to a company that is producing the world's first airbag suit made from the strongest denim on the planet. Even more unique are the airbags that activate with small CO2 cartridges whenever the rider falls off the bike. The trigger mechanism is either a tether, which is connected to the jeans, to the motorcycle, And when the equivalent of a road accident occurs, the tether creates a puncture in the cartridge and that inflates the airbags. If you're thrown from the bike, a protective air cushion is instantly deployed after the CO2 cartridges are replaced. Airbag handles the impact forces. Single-layer denim fabric called Armalith handles the abrasion forces. According to officials, this is a Swedish company. They claim to have tested the MoCycle brand jeans at speeds of up to 45 miles an hour, which is about 70 kilometers an hour, with only minimal abrasion to the fabric. Take a look. I don't know if there's a video here or not. I don't think so. But here is, look at that. See that? It's all inflated there. Very, very cool. Check that out. That's insane. They reduced the risk of injuries, according to the company. Uh, as as comfortable as any other pants, and they are completely reusable. So if you've had a crash and they've gone off, they can be reused. Uh, Online sale taking place now with crowdfunding at Indiegogo.com. And uh, you can order the product. Wow, not cheap. 528 bucks. But what's your life worth? Been developing protective biking clothing for years. He's the founder of fashion tech startup, Mo Cycle. Ah, uh, here we go. Let's check this out. Let's see what this is. I've never seen this before, so I don't know. All right, we got a motorcycle. I'm sure they probably got some video footage of this thing. Broken lid, broken off, broken hips. And uh, 17 years of mission's been to reduce the risk of injury in the event of a crash. As of today, we finally succeeded. This is such a cool video, too. Check it out. The link is in our show notes tonight. Introduce, oh, there you go. Look at that. Bam. Airbag jeans. Sliding and everything. That is so cool. Look at this. 
connects the clothes to the bike, straps on, there you go, and once you're off, boom, it inflates. Look at that. Oh, that is beyond cool. Check out the link in our show notes. You can watch the rest of this video too. It's a ama- well done video. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> cool. All right. Here we go. You ready, folks? It is time to move on up to our book. We uh, we read books on this show. We do indeed. We've done that from the, almost the very beginning. First episode, 300 and how many? 32 episodes ago. Anyway, we've done all the classics. Peter Pan, the original, not the woke one Disney crap has put out. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, The Little Prince, Winnie the Pooh, you name it. We've, we've read so many great books. We start in the very beginning. We read all the way through a chapter or half a chapter at a time. And uh, until we get to the end, then we start a new one. Right now, we've been doing the 1906 Jack London novel, which is called White Fang. And uh, it is a classic. It's been an absolutely amazing book. And we're going to continue on now with White Fang. It was in the line with these experiences that White Fang came to learn the law of property and the duty of the defense of property. From the protection of the god's body to the protection of the god's possession was a step, and this step he made. What was his god's would was what <laughs> what was his god's was to be defended against the world, even to the extent of biting other gods. Not only was such an act sacrilegious in its nature, but fraught with peril. The gods were all powerful, and a dog was no match against them. Yet White Fang learned to face them, fiercely belligerent and unafraid. Duty rose above fear, and thieving gods learned to give gray beavers property alone. One thing in this connection, White Fang quickly learned, and that was the thieving god was usually a cowardly god and prone to run away at the sounding of the alarm. Also, he learned that but brief time elapsed between the sounding of his alarm and Grey Beaver coming to his aid. He came to know that it was not fear of him that drove the thief away, but fear of Grey Beaver. White Fang did not give the alarm by barking. He never barked. His method was to drive straight at the intruder and to sink his teeth in if he could, because he was morose, solitary, having nothing to do with the other dogs. He was usually fitted to guard his master's property. And in this, he was encouraged and trained by Grey Beaver. One result was of this was to make White Fang more ferocious and indomitable and more solitary. The months went by, binding stronger and stronger the covenant between dog and man. This was the ancient covenant that the first wolf that came in from the wild entered into with man. And, like all succeeding wolves and wild dogs that had done likewise, White Fang worked the covenant out for himself. The terms were simple. For the possession of a flesh-and-blood god, he exchanged his own liberty. Food and fire, protection, companionship were some of the things he received from the god. In return, he guarded the god's property, defended his body, worked for him, and obeyed him. The possession of a god implies service. 
White Fangs was a service of duty and awe, but not of love. He did not know what love was. He had no experience of love. Kiche was a remote memory. Besides, not only had he abandoned the wild and his kind when he gave himself up to man, but the terms of the covenant were such that if he ever met Kiche again, he would not desert his god to go with her. His allegiance to man seemed somehow a, a law of his being greater than the love of liberty, of kind, and of kin. It's the end of chapter 5. Chapter 6 will come up on our next stream. It's called The Famine. A whole new chapter beginning in the story of White Fang. Hey, by the way, we're also, like I said, we're thinking about doing Treasure Island when we wrap up White Fang. Let us know what you think about that. We get all of our books from the Gutenberg Project, gutenberg.org, and uh, go over there, check them out, find out all the great books. They're all available for download. You can download them as ebooks, text files, HTML. And uh, including White Fang. And uh, we're also, like I said, we're thinking about doing Treasure Island coming up in our uh, our next book. So if you like that idea, let me know. You can always email me, show at jsheldon.com. S-H-O-W, show at jsheldon.com is our email. Or any one of our platforms, Rumble, uh, Facebook, YouTube, twitch.tv, just give us a uh, give us a PM. We answer all of our messages and uh, we, we love to hear from you. And don't forget... <clears throat> We have our Michelle Yo googly eyes. So we'll get some of those. <laughs> I don't know. You want one? Let me know. I'll send you one. All right, folks. That's going to do it for us. Thanks so much. It's a Saturday night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll see you on Monday night once again. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. Ha, ha, ha.